Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in. Friday edition of the program. Glad to have you along for the ride as we close out the week and head into the weekend. Let's take a look at the show lineup for today. A service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, lots of news and headlines to get to here in the opening segment of our program. A big commitment from Southern Indiana yesterday for Purdue. And we'll tell you about who the Boilermakers have landed from the Mid-Southern Conference. Also, some recruiting notes to mention. Jawan Morgan, former IU Hoosier. He's been waived from the Pacers roster. And uh, lots of other notes to cover here in segment number one. Later in the show, it's Friday, which means we have two regular guests that are with us most days, most weeks. That's Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. He'll be with us in segment two today. IU basketball, we'll talk with Dylan when he joins us. Malik Renault joined the media, met with the media on Zoom yesterday. So we got to hear for the first time from a very intriguing freshman for the Hoosiers that I, you got to believe is going to play some kind of role even on this very talented and uh, stacked team in many ways, stacked front court especially in many ways. So we'll talk about that and some other IU basketball topics with Dylan when he's with us a little bit later today. Uh, and later in the show, Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star will join. Uh, with Kyle, we'll get into some of the recruiting stuff going on, off-season high school basketball uh, discussion. And I saw yesterday up in Pennsylvania – that state and their athletic association are in the process, it seems, uh, appears they're headed in this direction uh, to approve a policy which will allow high school student-athletes uh, to make uh, money off of their name, image, and likeness, much like uh, we're seeing happen in the college sports world. And I think Pennsylvania, if they approve this, and they're in the middle of the voting process now, uh, but it sure looks like they're headed in that direction, will be like maybe the seventh athletic association, state athletic association, that will have approved NIL for high school student-athletes. So I want to bring that up with Kyle a little bit later in the hour as well. That's the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service still available as well at Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. My daily reminder for you, the Thornton's text line is open. 
Love to hear from you. Love to get your questions, your comments, what topics you want to talk about. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. That is 502-414-1450. You can send in anything at any time, and I'll do my best to get it on the air, and I appreciate those of you that uh, do send some stuff in to us from time to time here on the show. At Thornton's, it's Summer Cash Bash, and one lucky Refreshing Rewards member will win $10,000 with a grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. All, all you got to do is open your Refreshing Rewards app on your phone and click on the Summer Cash Bash icon to enter. And that's not all. You can earn additional entries in this contest by purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, hot dogs, Bud Light 12-packs, large Doritos, and much more using your Refreshing Rewards card. It's Thornton Summer Cash Bash. If you're not a fr- Refreshing Rewards member, no problem. Text REWARDS. That's the word REWARDS. To 80313. 80313 is the number today. All right, let's get into some headlines. A lot to cover. Uh, you've heard me brag on and talk about this prospect before. His name is Jack Benner. He is at Brownstown Central, which is a member of the Mid Southern Conference. Of course, you're probably familiar Brownstown, uh, located in Jackson County, just to the west of Seymour, right off of Interstate 65. Uh, so, not far from here. And Brownstown has been for years and years. Not just a great high school basketball program in our state, but really across the board, a great high school athletic department in our state. Their football has been really good in addition to boys' basketball. Their girls' basketball team has been good. Baseball, at times, has been really good. They always have been known for having, uh, if you talk to coaches and others involved in high school sports, one of the great strength and conditioning uh, operations for our area as far as getting players in shape and strong to compete in their respective sports. And Dave Benner is the coach at Brownstown, a guy I've known forever, uh, a great player at uh, in high school basketball in his own day and uh, has stayed around to coach. He had uh, a daughter that was really good. Now Jack, his son, uh, he's really talented as well. And yesterday he committed to Purdue. And as soon as you have an in-state player, specifically a Southern Indiana player, uh, commit to Purdue, the number one question I get is, you know, what about Indiana? Was Indiana recruiting this kid? And obviously we don't know exactly where Benner stacked on the radar for Indiana, but I can tell you he did not have a scholarship offer from IU. The coaches had watched him. There <clears throat> at times had been some communication with him. But uh, from the, those that I talk about that are much more uh, talk to that are much more engaged in the recruiting world than what I am. Uh, Benner uh, was Purdue was by far the biggest school that really recruited him and that had offered him and had watched him since a very young age. And so most people in the know uh, were not surprised at all to see Benner pull the trigger and commit to the Boilermakers yesterday. So a great player. Uh, Brownstown is going to be really, really good the next number of seasons. The class that Jack Benner is in at Brownstown is really good, and the younger class just behind him is really good. Coach Benner came down to our summer league and was telling me about it this summer. So Brownstown has had success. They've made deep runs. They've won state championships, and uh, they're going to be a program to reckon with uh, in local high school basketball. Now they move back to 2A as well, so that means in the sectional they'll go against the locals like Providence and Clarksville coming up. So uh, Jack Benner to Purdue, one of the big headlines yesterday. Also, one uh, want to pass along this as well. TJ Power <clears throat> is a recruit that we have talked about a lot recently here on the program. He had a tremendous 
opening weekend of the month of July in front of a lot of college coaches. And UNC and Kansas were scholarship offers that he had picked up. UCLA as well uh, coming out of the weekend. And yesterday uh, it was reported that he picked up an offer from Duke. So IU seemed to be in a good spot with him. Uh, He, over the weekend, was talking about making a visit to Indiana. But with all the new interest and some of these real strong blue bloods getting in the mix for him, uh, does this affect Indiana's standing and ability to get him on campus and ultimately to get a commitment from T.J. Power? He's the kid from up east in Massachusetts. So that will be interesting to see. Uh, but he, his recruitment is absolutely skyrocketing coming out of the Nike EYBL stop out in Kansas City. Also, uh, an NBA note, Jawan Morgan, unfortunately, was one of three players waived uh, by the Pacers yesterday. That was part of the Malcolm Brogdon trade uh, that is being waived as well. So it creates space uh, should uh, the Suns not match the offer uh, that the Pacers have put forth for DeAndre Ayton. Uh, so we'll see what happens with uh, Jawan Morgan and if he's able to once again find a spot in the league or to remain in the league. So far, he's bounced around a lot, but to his credit, he's always been retained for the most part on a roster. He hasn't always gotten a lot of ticks. He hasn't always had a big role on the team, uh, but he's always found a way to stay in the league. And we'll see now, after being weighed by the Pacers yesterday, if he is able to do that also. And one other football note I wanted to mention, we'll get into this with Dylan Wallace a little bit later in the hour, but Donovan McCauley, he's an in-state guy from Lawrence North, came to IU as a quarterback. He was the highest-ranked quarterback Indiana ever landed, ever got a commitment from. Uh, After one season, really as a backup quarterback, uh, it was uh, confirmed yesterday that Donovan McCauley is now going to be a wide receiver from for the upcoming season for IU football. Uh, there had been some talk and some speculation about this, but he's now officially listed on the IU roster as a wide receiver. And Tom Allen, in a Twitter post yesterday, put a photo up of wide receivers at a pool party that was at his house on Thursday, and Donovan McCauley was included in that uh, little small group of receivers for IU football, which kind of, uh, in addition to the roster, update kind of officially confirms that. So McCauley, a very talented athletic player, uh, one of those guys you just get to fill for it. Even in high school, he could play any position for the most part. Uh, Going to be a ride receiver on the roster uh, for IU football this season. That's a look at our headlines for this Friday edition of the program. One other interesting thing, there was a great story by Bob Kravitz, if you're a subscriber to The Athletic, a very long-form piece, uh, some oral history of Bob Knight and his time at IU. And Brian Evans, I don't want to give too much away because you've got to be a subscriber to to read this story, but Brian Evans, former IU player, Brian's been on this show before, I think a couple times, uh, was very open and very uh, honest about some things. And what, there are so many comments he made that I thought in some ways, again, looking at it from outside in, his view on the program is definitely different than mine and yours. Uh, but he had some really spot-on things to say, I thought, that made a lot of sense and really were kind of, I don't want to say risque, but you know, a little bold of him to say as a former player. Uh, but one of the things that really caught me off guard uh, in this uh, in this piece by Kravitz, uh, Brian Evans said that he and he had played for John Calipari in the NBA briefly 
he got a call from John Calipari uh, that when the IU job opened, when Mike Davis was fired back in 2006, that Coach Cal really wanted the Indiana job. That was a job he had had circled on his uh, possible college destination. So can you imagine how things could be different or what it would be like if John Calipari was or had been the leader of IU basketball? But that was one of the more interesting things that Evans had to say, and we'll talk more about some of the other things he had to to go through or had to say uh, with uh, Dylan Wallace when he joins us in the next segment. We'll head to a commercial break. When we come back, Dylan Wallace, the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, will join the show. Don't forget the Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line. IU basketball and football discussion is next. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Friday program. Dylan Wallace, he's the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, is my guest in this segment on Fridays. We talk IU basketball and more. You can send in your questions and comments on the Thornton's text line, that number 502-414-1450. Dylan, a lot to get to. I want to start with a commitment to Purdue right out of southern Indiana, not far from where you're at and where you're covering there with the Seymour Tribune. Jack Benner from Brownstown uh, pulls the trigger yesterday and accepted a scholarship offer from Matt Painter and the Purdue Boilermakers. Uh, I think that they had been very involved with him for some time. Definitely his biggest scholarship offer, a great shooter, a great player, a very heady player. Uh, He fits in well, I think, with the Purdue mold of what you think of when you think of Boilermaker basketball. I agree with that, and you're right. They they've been on him pretty early. Um, you know, he just finished up his sophomore year. I think he had, he had heard from them a little bit when he was a freshman. Um, he just got an official offer from them a couple months ago, uh, and and I guess that that's kind of all it needed for him because he he committed pretty soon after that. Um, and he does kind of fit the mold. I mean, you know, I, I think a good comp a good comp would probably be like a Sasha Stefanovic type player who we just saw play four years there at Purdue. A uh, really good shooter. I would say Jack is probably a little bigger than him, a little stronger. Probably can do a little more off the dribble than Sasha could. But when you just think about the shooting and the way they those both those guys shoot the ball, uh, it's pretty similar. Um, Jack's a really awesome shooter. Um, I saw him in a game earlier this year. Uh, hit 11 threes in one game. Um, it's, he's got unlimited range. He's just he's a really fun player to watch. Um, and he, he's still got two years left in his high school career. He's talked to me about he wants to. Get stronger, you know. He he can post up smaller guards when, when they when they play him, but that way um, he's just a, a really good overall player, and he's only going to continue to get better. Um, so it's a really good get for Purdue. You know, in two years he could be a, a really nice player that can come in and really help them. Um, and I'm excited to see what he can do. You know, he's a he's a really good kid. He comes from a really nice family as well. Obviously, his 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 dad is his head coach at Brownstown. So um, really awesome. I'm actually going to be talking to him a, li- a little bit later today to kind of talk about why he wanted to commit there and stuff like that. So really excited to kind of hear his thoughts and all that. But really good gift for Purdue, and I'm happy for him. That, that's a really, really big offer, and, and it's really cool that he'll be able to, the opportunity to kind of stay in state at one of the biggest schools in this state and play there. You don't often see Purdue, and this is historical if you go back, come to southern Indiana 
and get players. And that's what happened with Trey Kaufman-Rent of Silver Creek and then Jack Benner of Brownstown. So kind of interesting to see some Southern Indiana flavor. And, and I saw someone earlier say this, two Mid-Southern Conference players, Brownstown and Silver Creek, both members of the Mid-Southern Conference, playing for Purdue. I, I doubt that has ever happened in the history of of Purdue basketball. But kind of interesting to see the Southern Indiana connection uh, here with these two guys going to Purdue. Yeah, definitely. Is. I totally forgot about Trey Coffin being on there. I mean, he obviously just redshirted uh, his freshman year, so you'd assume he's probably going to be, be be ready to kind of take on a bigger role this upcoming season, they have Caleb First as well, who who was Trey Kaufman's committing class. So they they got they're they're racking up uh, with the Indiana kids, um, and they're doing pretty well with them. They they usually turn out to be pretty good players. But yeah, two guys from the from the MSC to be in there, three A schools. Uh, it's it's really it's really cool. Uh, you don't you don't you probably don't see that a lot, especially at kind of these high major D one programs. You don't you don't see that a whole lot. So I'm sure uh, those guys will probably talk about that a little bit. They probably know each other as well. So that, that'll probably be a pretty cool thing uh, for those guys. All right, uh, talking with Dylan Wallace, he's the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. The big IU topic today is that we got to hear from Malik Renault, and correct me if I'm saying his last name incorrect. I've, I've mispronounced it. I think a, a couple a couple different ways that I've said it, and, and I'm not sure exactly which one is officially right. But we got to hear from him yesterday. He met with the media via Zoom, and just really interesting to hear some of these incoming freshmen because not only do you get to learn more about them as individuals and people, but you kind of get to find out what the experience at IU and in Bloomington and getting ready to play D1 basketball has been like because what one thing interesting to me no matter who it is a highly ranked guy someone that's been on the top of the top circuits at one of the elite high schools in the country or someone that's you know maybe an in-state player uh, things are different when you get to IU especially when it comes to a strength and conditioning and workout perspective and I think it's always interesting to see uh, what those guys think of that especially guys like Malik and, and Hood Jafino because they were they were in sort of environments already um, that kind of mirror a little bit more like college town. You know, they're in when they were playing in high school, but even they said it's still different. You know, the the workouts are different, the the strength of all the guys are different. Everything you're doing, um, you know, you're you're kind of just focusing on basketball most of the time. So, uh, you know, even from those guys that come from kind of more college ready programs, you know, they they even even talk about how it is a little bit different. They they talk, you know, they say how they're prepared for it and everything, but it is always a little different and it's been great to hear from all all four of these freshmen you know Malik was the last one um we had already heard from Hochefino CJ Gunn and Caleb Banks in, in the in the previous week so he was the final guy to come in and it's it was great because i mean every time you ask about you know like Race Thompson a couple weeks ago and his availability you know when he's asked about Malik he was like he's really strong he's really talented he's already good I think Caleb Bakes called him a beast i mean it, it seems like every single guy that we've had these availabilities with have mentioned Malik Renault in some way about how he they, he stood out to them and and yeah I mean he just seems like he's he's going to be a really good player um, and and you know I think it's going to be interesting to kind of see what his role is going to be this year um, behind you know Trace Jackson Davis and Ray Thompson how much will he play how much will will he be able to contribute um, it seems like just from everything we hear he could probably come in and do and do a pretty good job so good to hear from him I think he's got a pretty fun personality as well uh, he seems like a pretty upbeat kind of guy seems like he's funny kind of goofy a little bit so it's always fun when those guys kind of show their personalities a little bit as well dylan wallace sports editor of the seymour tribune is my guest i tell you you think about this freshman class hood shafino renault uh and even banks and gun 
uh, are just intriguing, especially Banks to me. Uh, this is one of the more interesting and talented freshman classes. You know, not just one player like a Romeo Langford coming in that you expect big things from, but across the board, if these guys can work in the rotation with what else is there, and there's a lot for Mike Woodson to choose from when it comes to playing time, this is a freshman class that just seems – uh, from top to bottom to be very solid and to seem to be a, a class that, again, depending on available minutes and time, could maybe contribute in their own ways this season. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, when you look at all four of those guys, um, I think everyone can kind of be like, wow, I, I bet you this guy could probably play in his freshman year. Um, we don't know how it's always going to play out, but just from what we've seen and what we've heard of, of all these four, they just seem like they can be like legit impact players um, pretty early in their careers. And it just seems like if these guys stay a couple years as well, um, you know, they're, they're going to be pretty big in pieces uh, to Indiana basketball. And you're, I mean, just all four of them. I can't remember the last recruiting class where you have, you know, each guy. I mean, this is a smaller one; it's only four, but you, you have each of these guys, and you can imagine kind of a way that that all of them can can play right away. And that just kind of shows the, the talent, the job that the coaching staff did, and and going to be able to get these guys. Um, so it, it, it's really exciting, and I, I'm super pumped to kind of see. Where, where they think, I think everyone knows Huchifino's probably for sure going to be playing minutes. Um, then, you, you, then you wonder about Renault, how much he'll play behind the two bigs with Jackson Davis and Thompson. Caleb Banks, you know, he's been playing a lot of the three in practice, he told us. You know, will he be playing a lot behind Jordan Geronimo, stuff like that? And then C.J. Gunn, you know, is he the shooter that we all think he's going to be? Can he come in, even if Trey Galloway misses some time, will that open up some minutes for him to come in? But you also have, like I said, there just seems like a lot of depth on this team because you still have Tamar Bates that you're, everyone's kind of slotting in to have a breakout season. Um, you know, will Anthony Little kind of break the rotation? It seems like, you know, he's, he's always a hard worker, stuff like that. So there's just a lot of guys up and down this roster um, that, that you think can, could probably play right away, and that speaks to the, kind of the job that, that Woodson did and is his first kind of legit recruiting class uh, getting, getting this much talent. And, uh, you know, I think that was – that was the biggest question that a lot of people had when he got hired here, and, and so far he's uh, he's answered the bell there, and, and you know it seems like we, there's some promising guys in, in the next couple of classes as well. So really excited, and I think the future with these four could be really special. Dylan, along those lines, talking about a stacked roster, uh, let's go to the Thornton's text line for a question. Texter says, years ago, IU would play a guy a year and then redshirt them the next to increase ability to compete with the loaded roster might it be a thought with Leal or even Galloway uh, with his problems uh, in injuries he had the offseason surgery could you see something like that as I mean you don't a red shirts it does seem nowadays are more for guys coming in uh, that maybe aren't quite ready or there's a loaded roster in front of them and maybe when someone has an injury you see them take advantage of a medical red shirt year but you don't often see a guy come in play a year uh, red shirt, and then obviously return to the rotation. Uh, maybe the transfer portal and all the movement just makes that different. But is that a, a possibility at all at this point, or do you think we're too far into the off season uh, for something like that to happen? I don't think it's possible unless that player who's already been here has an injury that's probably going to keep him out for a while. Now with Trey Galloway, it seems like he's going to be able to recover just fine. And I think if Mike Woodson has the availability to play Trey Galloway this season, he's going to want to play Trey Galloway um, just because we, we all know what he can do. He's been a, an impact player in the Big Ten already. And I think, you know, they're going to want to use him if he's healthy, if he's available. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like for players that are already here, I mean, maybe a Logan Duncombe could be another option. Um, if, if the front court depth of having Renault here and if you're going to have Banks and Geronimo as well, 
play kind of in that front court. I mean, if you want to redshirt him and then see if, if he if he doesn't have minutes here. But I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't imagine they're going to do that. But the only way I would see it is if, like I said, if there's some kind of injury that would for sure hold a the guy out, then you may as well get a redshirt them because then you can get an extra year out of them and stuff like that. So it's going to be interesting to kind of see how that plays out. And then there's a lot of depth, and uh, it's it's going to be fun to watch to see how Woodson kind of plans that. I think I think we always – think there's depth every year and then once the season gets going you really realize oh wow there's only like kind of like six to seven guys on the team that can really play but this year could be different it might not be only time will tell but uh i think woodson's gonna gonna enjoy at least having some options uh so we'll see how that plays out for sure dylan wallace sports editor of the seymour tribune my guest dylan this month is so busy when it comes to recruiting and we do our best to tell fans where coach woodson and the staff uh, are at who they're watching and who they are focusing on the most. And I am just intrigued every year. In fact, I'm going to bring this up, I think, with Kyle Nedenrip as well later in the show. But every July, whether it's an in-state guy or someone that I use recruiting from out of state, there's always a person or two, a player or two, that really see their stock increase. And it's not over a period of time, like Xavier Booker. I mean, he really, from the state championship game until now, is a different player and has a whole different recruiting situation. But it's amazing to me the number of players that blow up just over the first weekend, and then they become uh, totally different. The, the, The viewing audience, as far as college coaches, for the second and third periods is almost completely different. And that's happening right now with a few players. T.J. Power, who IU is recruiting, uh, in the last few days has had scholarship offers from Kansas, North Carolina, UCLA, and most recently, yesterday, he got a scholarship offer from Duke. And just a few days ago, IU was front and center for his games. He was talking about visiting Bloomington very soon after the July stuff is over. And it seemed like maybe he would be a name that IU was in the mix with and would be until the end of his recruitment. And that could still happen. I mean, I'm sure Indiana is going to continue to push for him. But my goodness, his recruiting outlook has changed in the last 48 hours based on the offers he's received. It is just kind of crazy how, you know, if you go into one of your tournaments and people are there, and if you play well for two days, three days, all of a sudden, you know, things can flip on a dime for you and people will look at you differently and be like, wow. And sometimes all it takes is one school kind of of a little bit of a, of a higher level to kind of offer. And then other schools might see that and be like, oh, they offered him. Well, let's check this guy out and see. And then it can just pile up from there. Um, and, you know, some of it, it could be a great thing for the player. And some of it, you know, you're like, okay, well, if he only did this like a couple times, let's wait and see if he can sustain it, keep it consistent. But yeah, I mean, this, these are these are huge opportunities for these guys uh, in the summer, and that's kind of where most of the recruiting is done. It's where most of their eyes are on these guys. Um, so you know, these are these are huge opportunities. And when you go and you play well, um, if the right person's there, you know, you're going to get noticed, and things can just pick up quickly. And yeah, he's he's one of those guys that um, you, you just saw all the, all the content started filling out. I had never really even kind of heard his name before until a couple days ago and now I see he's linked with the the IUBB hashtag a lot and I'm just like wow this guy seems like he'll yeah Xavier Booker I mean he's he's been followed just about by everybody uh, lately this summer and he seems like he's going to be a a really big deal and you know I think everyone's kind of interested to kind of see what could happen there but yeah I mean these these guys I mean the opportunities they have over the summer uh, to make things to make things happen uh, it's a huge it's a huge thing And, and you know when they when they're up, when their commit or their recruitment, you know, blows up like this, uh, it's very fun and it's a good thing Indiana was there to kind of see that happen and they'll probably stay involved uh, for a little bit as well. And like I said, you know, you never know things could cool off for them and, and you know, teams could be like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe not, maybe so. But yeah, 
it, it's a lot of fun. And, and you know, if, if anyone's never been out to kind of some of those EYBL events, uh, it's pretty crazy just the amount of, of games going on, uh, the amount of talent there, the amount of college coaches that are, that are there watching. Uh, it, it's a spectacle, a spectacle to see for sure if you ever go out to one of those. It's, it's a lot of fun and uh, it's a lot of hard work by the coaches' staff, but uh, hopefully, you know, as, as we've seen with Indiana, they've, they've done a pretty good job at identifying talent and getting the right guys in. So, uh, you know, hopefully they continue to do that. I can't ever remember a time, and I'm just going off the top of my head, I don't have any records or a list in front of me, but I can't ever remember a time when Indiana has been involved with so many different highly ranked prospects. And I mean, some of them are at the top of their classes uh, from so many different states. Now, ultimately, it's one thing to be involved. It's another thing to land them, to get a commitment from them. But it definitely, recruiting here under Mike Woodson in the first year or two, once they had time to get things set up and the operation rolling, Recruiting just seems different. I don't really know how to put a exact word to it or exact feeling to it, but it just seems that things are going in a little different direction. I think a very positive direction based on who's committed to the program, who they've landed and brought in so far, and others that are out there in the mix that they're recruiting this month here in July. Well, that's the key thing is that, you know, Indiana, you know, it's a big-name school. They're always going to, you know, send out an offer to the top talent. But in the past, I mean – it just didn't seem like they had a chance to get some of these guys, even if they made their final seven or their final five. You know, you coming down to that decision weekend, we all kind of knew, like, all right, it's probably not going to happen here for Indiana. But, but like you said, with, with Woodson and when he's when they're offering these top talent guys, um, you feel like there's actually a chance. You know, you feel like there's an opportunity there that hey, Indiana is in the mix. Well, guess what? They're not just in the mix; they they have a legit shot to to land this guy, and that. I think I think it goes back to to Woodson as everyone I think Brian Walsh and other guys just call him the the closer you know they they do the work and they bring him in and once those guys get to meet Woodson uh, he you know he he makes an impression on him right away uh, we've heard all the recruits talk really highly of him and you know just how how kind of really is and and what and what he kind of sells on Indiana and you know it just feels like it is different because it feels like there's actually like a shot to land some of these guys um, so it's been great. Um, and it's also a testament to, to the coaching staff as well. I mean, Kenya Hunter has been an amazing recruiter since he's, since he's got here. You see, Roseman's really good, and, and Walsh obviously getting getting promoted up. Um, so, you know, those three guys uh, deserve a lot of the credit too, just for for kind of getting getting those dudes in the door. And yeah, Mike Woodson, it seems like he's got a really 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 good ability to kind of land some of these dudes. So it's just it's nice for a change that it just feels like not only are they in the mix and you see their name with these guys, but you also feel like, hey, man, there's a legit chance that Indiana could probably land one of these guys. And, you know, as long as the, the, the play on the court continues to get better, uh, it's going be, to gonna become a, a pretty cool destination. You know, I think if some of the freshmen this year and some of those guys, we see Indiana start to really, uh, you know, become as good as we think they are, uh, that'll only help, uh, you know, them to kind of bring these guys in. So definitely feels like a different time for recruiting for Indiana, and uh, hopefully hopefully they work out for them. All right, Dylan, a couple other topics I want to cover with you before we let you go. Uh, did you read the story? Have you had time to read the story? It's a lengthy piece by Bob Kravitz of The Athletic. I referenced it earlier in the show today, uh, but some very interesting things there. Before we get too far, have you, have you read that? Have you seen that? Yes, I did. I read it all, I think, two days ago. I read the whole thing. How about some of the comments from Brian <laughs> Evans? Very entertaining. And I mentioned in our headlines today, just kind of as a funny note, he he said that John Calipari, who I'd forgotten that Brian Evans played for, I guess, briefly in NBA, uh, maybe was it New Jersey, I think, um, 
called him when Mike Davis was fired and the job came open, kind of wanting some background on the job and exp- expressing his interest. I found that very interesting. And Brian had, and you can touch on what what stood out to you, but Brian had a lot of very interesting things to say uh, in that in that piece by Bob. Yeah, the Calipari thing. Uh, I had, you know, that was that was kind of a wild moment. I had no idea that he was potentially interested and wanted the job so badly. And yeah, I think Brian Evans said, you know, when they told him they didn't want his input on the job, he just, you know, walked out, got his gas money, and left. Uh, so that was that was entertaining. And you know, I think the the biggest thing, and I think a lot of Indiana fans saw these comments were just the ones about kind of the the Archie Miller years and about how a lot of these former players, you know, Brian Evans, Jared Jeffries, all these guys, um, they they just made it clear like we just didn't feel like he he cared we didn't feel like he tried to make a connection with us we didn't feel like you know we came to practices and it just like the staff was lazy all these kind of things they were saying about it um you know kind of really made your eyes open a bit I mean I we all know it, it didn't work out clearly and we know we kind of knew that that just there's a disconnect between coach and players and you know the guys and all the chemistry and all that kind of stuff seemed off but to hear kind of those players um just be so completely against it every ever since he was hired. Uh, it was really interesting to kind of hear. Um, so yeah, I mean that, that was fun. That, I mean that was fun. That was really interesting to kind of hear about that. And you know, we we were I was in school for. I was covering the team when when Archie Miller was there uh, all four years. So it was you know definitely kind of backs up a lot of things that you kind of felt was going on. So you know those were really interesting. And I think you know I think they're all pretty optimistic about Mike Woodson as well. Um, you know which is good to hear. And you know they they were pretty honest about where Indiana is. You know they said. Let's be real. I mean, they're trying to live off their name. They're not a blue blood anymore. They have to earn that back. And you know, I think I think it's all fair. It's all true. And you know, we'll see if they can get back to that to that point. And you know, everyone hopes that this year is going to be a big turning year for them. But yeah, that was a really interesting piece to hear from all those guys. Um, kind of just you know, accounting the all the years from the previous coaches since Knight was Knight was fired, and they were uh, clearly the most disappointed in what Archie did and what he brought in. So yeah. Really interesting piece. I would I would uh, encourage everybody to go read it if you want to hear some of those thoughts. All right, one other thing I want to bring up. Uh, Donovan McCauley, who came into IU as an in-state recruit, a big-name quarterback, uh, he is switching positions. It now appears official on the roster uh, that he'll be a wide receiver for IU football this upcoming year. Thoughts on that? I, I'm not sure, probably for his future, um, th- that's going to lock him into a, a bigger role and a lot more consistent opportunity. And just going back from what I remember of him, even at Lawrence North, he seems like a very capable athlete that can probably do about whatever's asked of him on the football field. So uh, wide receiver, the new position for uh, Donovan McCauley. Yeah, I think I think it could be a good thing for him. You know, he is pretty athletic. I mean, he was a quarterback at Lawrence North, but you know, he was also a basketball player. He's got a lot of athleticism to him. Um, and I think to move him over to receiver, you know, it's it's probably not a bad move at all, especially because you know we we saw a good amount of him last year. I mean, I don't think he was obviously put in a position to succeed in any way. You know, they they the, the playbook was limited, and you know, just the team in general was was kind of you know ruined by injuries and all this kind of stuff. So it was really hard for him to succeed. Uh, playing quarterback for Indiana last year, but you know I think with with bringing in um, the the Connor, I think it's like I don't have to say his last name, Basilic, something like that. He's he's from Missouri, and, and Jack totally expected him to be healthy. So I mean, you probably imagine those two guys would be ahead of McCauley in the QB room. Even Dexter Williams, who tore his ACL last year, you know he 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 potentially could be in the mix too. So they probably didn't see you know an opportunity for McCauley to be on the field, and uh, they know how good an athlete it is. So they probably think it's best to move him to receivers. So you know I'm excited. I think Indiana's receiver depth. Uh, really went down. So, you know, if, if they can bring him in and turn him into a good receiver, that'd be fun. You know, Omar Cooper, his uh, his 
he was McCauley's receiver at Lawrence North. You know, he'll be he'll be a highly touted receiver for Indiana as well this coming year. So, you know, hopefully those two Lawrence North guys can uh, can can really can really uh, kind of light it up for Indiana because they need some they need some receiver depth. Um, you know, hopefully getting DJ Williams back on the field coming off his ACL injury. Hopefully that helps as well. But yeah, I, I think it could be a good move for McCauley for sure. Uh, it just didn't seem like quarterback was going to work out for him here. So, uh, you know, you can just hope that just the athleticism he has, he just seems like a really good football player. So hopefully that works out for him. All right, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. Dylan, as always, thanks for the time on Fridays. Great stuff, and have a wonderful weekend. Yeah, thank you. You too. We'll head to a commercial break, come back with Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star. We'll have more on recruiting, and I want to talk about NIL in high school sports for high school athletes. Is that something that could happen at some point for student-athletes here in the state of Indiana? We'll discuss that and more next with Kyle here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, I- Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back, final segment of the week. Before we get to Kyle Nedrip of the Indianapolis Star, just a couple notes. Uh, Providence senior-to-be Cody Jackson, a baseball standout for the Pioneers. He is committed to Anderson University, a Division Three baseball program up at Anderson. So congratulations to Cody, who's still got a big senior year ahead of him. Also, a text we got in here on the Thornton's text line. Wanted to give a little shout-out, looking for some uh, golf teams for a scramble. Floyd Central, the boys and girls golf teams, they'll host a scramble July 30th at Valley View Golf Course. You can call 502-296-8354 if you're interested in participating with a golf foursome or a sponsorship for Floyd Central's boys and girls golf programs. Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star is with me. Kyle, welcome in. Already a lot of discussion today about Jack Benner to Purdue, but you have uh, seen Jack. You've written about Jack. Uh, He's quite the player in getting a chance to uh, play in the Big Ten after his career at Brownstown is done. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of a uh, kind of big news last night that uh, Jack went ahead and committed. But I think probably was pretty well, you know, once he got that offer, it was probably on the clock, um, you know, to to the point where he was going to commit. Just a matter of when, and and you know, I think you know Purdue, you know, they see him in that Dakota Mathias, uh, Ryan Klein, uh, Sasha Stavanovic kind of a role uh, moving on in, into college, and you know, haven't seen him. You know, I, I kind of like uh, Matt Painter had saw him a lot in June. I did too. Was able to see him more in a, you know, sort of an AAU style, but also with his high school team and the top 100 and and those sorts of things. So got a chance to see him play. I mean, he's a really, really good shooter. Obviously, I think he shot you know 44 percent from three, 45 last year. So you know that's what he does. And then yeah, you know, he's also a really creative uh, passer. You know, he's he's kind of sees the floor really well, and you know he's a guy who's you know, dad is his high school coach, so he's got that background too. So, you know, I, I look forward to seeing, you know, what he can do not only once he gets to Purdue, but even these next two years of uh, of high school basketball. 
you know, when you think of Purdue and the offense they run and shooters that they've had in recent years, I think of Ryan Klein, who was actually Jim Shannon at New Albany's nephew, um, you know, coming off those screens and hitting those deep threes. You know, mm-hmm. Benner, there's some similarities there. You could see him just fitting in the style that Matt Painter, uh, year after year, seems to find a way to have success with. Absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of the. And I think Painter sees that, you know, and I, I think that's uh, after watching, you know, after Painter watched him more and more this, uh, you know, this this summer uh, in June, I think that's sort of what he envisions for him. And he even brought up, you know, Matthias and Klein and, and, uh, and Sasha, you know, as comparisons. Uh, you know, Jack told me that last night. So, you know, I, I think that's a pretty, you know, obviously pretty high honor uh, for him to be compared to those guys. But I think it's, uh, I, I don't think it's, you know, going too far to think uh, he can fill that role for him. So and I think he's only going to get taller too. He's a, you know, he's about uh six, four, you know, six, five right in there. And, and, you know, his dad, I think is six, eight, you know, so he could still grow a little bit more. He's only 16. So uh, you never know how that could go too. So, yeah, I think it's uh you know, I think it's a really good fit, you know, really, um, you know, has a chance to be a really good player at Purdue. Talking with Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star, you know, so much, uh, even this offseason, we have talked on this show about name, image, and likeness for college athletes, and it's been interesting to see in the first years of this being allowed, there's a lot of questions. No one in, in many cases is sure who, who is in charge. Uh, but it's interesting to see some of the deals that players have gotten and uh, for them to make some money I think ultimately is a good thing. High school athletic associations are beginning to have some of the same questions that the NCAA had. And I think that there's five or six states and their athletic associations already that have approved NIL policies opening the door for high school standouts to make some money from advertising in their local communities or on social media. Pennsylvania, someone sent me a story on this, is it sure seems in the middle of the process on making it legal for players uh, of schools and their association to benefit off of NIL. What do you think of high school athletes uh, getting these same opportunities college athletes are, and do you think this could ever come to the IHSA and to the state of Indiana? Yeah, I, I think it will. I mean, I think it'll certainly become, uh, you know, something that they're going to have to look at and, and, and address. And, you know, and I think at this point they've kind of decided they're not going to. But, you know, I, it, I am curious to see, like, what possibilities might be out there or if there are possibilities, um, you know, because I think it's only going to apply to a pretty small amount of, of players. And I think that's sort of what, you know, sort of what the IHSA is thinking as well right now. Um but I think if you don't address it or allow it, you run the risk of maybe losing some of your better players to you know other opportunities in other states. So I think that's part of the you know part of the process is kind of you know maybe understanding what you know is going to be out there for them, and you know maybe you're just fine with okay we may lose you know we may lose some of our better players um, you know and that's just going to be how it is. But you know I I don't sense I think Indiana is going to be pretty slow to roll on that and, and, you know, not make any uh, sweeping uh, decisions just right now. Kyle Nedrip, Indianapolis star with us here on Fridays. Kyle, football, high school football is just around the corner. 
coming out of the dead week, a lot of practices and things beginning and some scrimmages here this summer. And of course, the regular season uh, will be here later in August. But tonight, I believe, is the Indiana North-South All-Star game at Ben Davis. New Albany head coach Steve Cooley, one of the assistant coaches in that game. And there is some local representation also from our area and just outside of our area as well. But that's always kind of a great summer tradition in high school football to let you know that the real season is not too far away. Yeah, definitely. We'll have one of our stringers out there covering it for the Indy Star tonight. And, uh, you know, it's one of those events that, you know, Paul Logan, who passed away a few years ago uh, from North Central, the AD at North Central was always a big part of that uh, when he was when he was still alive, obviously. And, you know, so I always think of him, you know, when that event comes around. But, you know, it's also one of those events, kind of like the Indian All-Star game a little bit, where it's changed a lot because of the the amount of seniors who are already off to college now. So you just don't have probably the talent uh, that you used to. But, you know, still a great event. And I, you're right. I mean, it kind of reminds you, like, all right, we're here. You know, it's kind of the uh, the start of the, the new high school season, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I know I'm jumping around a bit. I want to go back to basketball for a minute. But Jalen Harrelson of Fishers, uh, I, I was talking earlier in the show about players that have seen their stock really uh, increase here in the month of July, and he has added all sorts of offers since the first period ended on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. I saw Michigan and Michigan State and others. Uh, people are finding out about him, and you, you've known about him since uh, even before his high school time at Fishers got underway, but he is a young prospect in our state, and I already see some major, major recruiting battles in soon there oh no doubt yeah and and i see now they're listing him basically as a point guard which i don't think is too far from the truth so you got six seven point guard uh, who is uh you know michigan state off of michigan you know you go down the list of offers he's picked up recently uh, missouri i know there's several others uh so just uh you know one of those type of game if you wa- get a chance to watch him i mean you know he's, he's definitely the real deal he's, he's only 15 just turned 15 in april uh, so all those things that he's doing, he's doing as a, you know, basically a just turned 15 year old kid. So, I mean, that, and that I think makes it even more, cause sometimes you see the older, you know, basically older, um, you know, kids who are maybe pulled back a grade or whatever, but yeah, he's doing all this and he's in the, definitely the grade he's supposed to be in. So, you know, there's a, there's a world of upside still that he has left and, you know, can't wait to see what he can do, but yeah, he's going to be. You know, only going into a sophomore year, there's a lot more uh, for him to accomplish still at the high school level, and and obviously well beyond that, he's 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 an excellent player. Harrelson and Sisley, that's Trent Sisley from Heritage Shells. Uh, I think those guys are going to headline a 2025 class that's going to keep Indiana on a national level. There, yeah, that's a really good class. Hey, you, you start with those two guys, and and who knows what they you know end up doing or whatever, but. Uh, but I really, I think that class, and I think the 24 class has kind of been, you know, maybe a little bit looked down on, um, you know, to a certain extent. But I think 25, starting with those two, uh, really good class. And then, you know, I've seen some guys, in, you know, throughout June and the summer that I really like in that class, too, that I think can be, you know, maybe not at that level, but, uh, you know, somewhat close to that level. So I think it would be fun to see what that what that group ends up accomplishing by the time all said and done. Kyle Neddenrip, the Indianapolis star, he joins us Fridays on the show. Uh, Kyle, have a great weekend. We'll talk again next Friday. Okay, thanks, Matt. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today and for the week. I got another text here on the on the Thornton's text line. Uh, the Boiler Report with Matt Dennison. Boo was the text. 
Uh, I think everybody that listens to this show knows uh, this show serves two major purposes. Number one, uh, to be a, a radio show, a daily show about IU uh, here in this uh, Louisville market that is dominated by U of L and UK Talk. That's number one. But number two is we're going to shine the spotlight on things in Southern Indiana. And if Trey Kaufman Wren or Jack Benner from Southern Indiana commit to Purdue, we're going to talk about it and follow those guys and make sure that Southern Indiana uh, and its athletes and teams and coaches and so forth get some love as well, whether they commit to Purdue or who knows anywhere else. So appreciate the text, but uh, no, it's the Hoosier Report and uh, Southern Indiana for sure as well. But thanks for being with us. Uh, thanks for another great week of the show and all the listeners and text. We'll be back with you Monday at 11 a.m. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Have a great weekend, and uh, until Monday, we'll be back with you then. We'll catch up on, I'm sure, a lot of recruiting stuff and more. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Matt Dennison.